That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Branding is more than designing products that look great on Instagram. In fact, research has shown that great, consistent branding can actually increase revenues by 33%, which is something Kelly Adams has witnessed firsthand. As the chief creative officer of the wildly popular canned tequila seltzer brand, Onda, she's helping the brand become a multi-million dollar business and amass a huge following of fans. Today, I can't wait to talk with Kelly all about how she developed the visual identity for Onda, where she seeks inspiration from, how she deals with being creatively blocked, and so much more. So without further ado, please welcome to the work party, Kelly. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Excited to chat with you. Of course. Okay, so now before we dive into the work you've done at Onda, I want to talk about the work with other beloved brands because your career is very impressive. You've helped major companies like PepsiCo and Frito-Lay define new identities, what was your strategy for developing fresh takes on these beloved brands? And tell us a little bit about your role in general at these companies. Yeah, so before Onda, I spent uh, most of my career working at creative agencies. So I was helping with their visual identities, whether it was rebranding or creating new to the world brands or working on new product innovations. And when working with a lot of these beloved brands, there's usually like an understanding of who the consumer is, but a lot of the creative work starts with defining like what are the characteristics of the brand and how can you bring that to life in a visual way that's like 
true and ownable for them. So yeah, I mean, I was at agencies doing that kind of out of house. It was always a dream of mine to start my own brand and have that creative control. And that's how, how Onda came to be. Amazing. So now, of course, you're the chief creative officer at Onda, where you have full creative control. So take us back to the beginning of Onda. How did the idea come about? How did you know which direction and creative direction you wanted to go into before maybe even knowing who your customers were? Yeah, I mean, for Onda, we saw in the market, there were so many seltzers, but nobody was doing a tequila seltzer, which was surprising because it was all of our go-to drinks. It was just what I would order at the bar and nobody was really doing it and doing it in a in a premium way and really thoughtful about the branding. So that was kind of step one. And of course, figuring out what does this brand look like is the fun part. And I think when we looked at the shelf set, everything was very much a, a sea of silver and white cans and nobody was doing anything with like bright pops of color at the time. I think now you you look at the shelf set and that's happening, but we saw an opportunity to do something really powerful with our branding and create this identity. Yeah, but I can talk about that a bit later. Yeah. So you've obviously called Onda your design baby and you developed the visual identity. It sounds like through kind of seeing what was out there, realizing nothing was speaking to you and then obviously drawing inspiration. So once you launched it, did you get feedback on the branding? Was there anything negative that happened that maybe you had to navigate in an interesting way? I wouldn't say we had like negative feedback from the branding, but we've heard feedback on like shoppability and when you're navigating the, the store, like how's it easy to pick up and figure out what flavor is which and like those kind of design cues have been helpful to hear once it's like on the shelf set, like what are the issues that arise there? Yeah, so there hasn't been a lot of like bad feedback, but it's great to always hear what's working. I think our color is very powerful. Our onto orange, it's super bright. And we call it like this beacon of orange um, in the store. So creating something that's like memorable and consistent. And you just, when you see that onto orange, it's like kind of hits you in the face. It's so bright. So I think we've done a good job of, of standing out um, on shelf. I love that. So you've obviously you're talking about onto orange. And, you know, I think uh, nowadays there's a lot of color resonance with brands like Crane Cultivate's a good example of that. Like, I like to think we we were ahead of the game on sort of the millennial pink beige. We launched in like 2013 and like had always had that color at our core. And now I feel like it's so synonymous with the brand that like if overnight we changed our website to blue, people would probably freak out and be like, where am I? Because it's just become such a natural part of our brand identity. Sounds like it's similar with what you guys are building. So how important is it for a new brand to have sort of a statement color? Do you think that they sort of stick with? Yeah, great examples like Tiffany's blue, Coca-Cola red, like these colors have such like meaning that like if you continue to use it consistently, it's recognizable and it becomes this, this element of your brand. I don't think every brand in every category like needs to have a color like a specific color it really should depend on like what your product is like i've seen a lot of brands with packaging they change the can for each flavor color and like that's that's like a normal thing that a lot of brands do but we wanted to have like this ownable color that could be used consistently and throughout and there have been challenges with that with like knowing what flavors which like right off the bat but you know we're navigating and figuring that out and making adjustments to our pack 
Yeah. I mean, design isn't just the colors. It isn't just the shapes and graphics. It's also the information design of readability and where you can find the information that people might be looking for on the back and things like that. So for you as a creative, how do you stay up to date on the latest design trends? Do you follow people on Instagram? Are you reading different publications? And how influenced are you by what you're seeing in these publications? Yeah, I think actually a lot of my design inspiration comes from like the past, like looking back at 90s, like 90s surf culture. Like that's that was a huge inspiration for me for the brand. And it's like California vibe. So I think it's like, of course, paying attention to trends, but also looking back because like that's where you find a timeless piece of design. Like I have this old book that has like alcohol ads from hundreds of years ago, which I find to be really inspiring. I look at Pinterest a lot, actually. I create a lot of Pinterest boards. In terms of like following, I, yeah, I love looking at like, again, like a lot of retro Instagram accounts. And I've been really into TikTok lately, less of like scrolling on Instagram. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. It's just so much more entertaining to actually watch TikToks than just like scroll and see like image after image on Instagram. It's funny, I actually interviewed someone yesterday for the podcast, Liz Lang, the designer, and she was saying she only looks at like 70s and 60s Instagram feeds that like kind of are like fashion from those eras. So I love that you're also saying that you kind of follow along on the 90s Instagram trends. So yeah, I mean, everyone's sort of getting a little nostalgic for the past. I, I, I really love that. So let's talk a little bit about how successful Onda has been. You guys have sold out multiple times. You're seeing a lot of success. You have some really impressive brand partners. How much of this success do you think is attributed to the brand's design? As mentioned in the intro, you know, brand design and and that affinity towards that product could increase your revenue by 33%. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm not surprised. I pick up things all the time because I love like the packaging. (laughs) It gets me. So true. I think design attributes to building the awareness and the recognition of the brand, but the product helps with that retention. Like, You can have a beautiful package, but I think it's also about what the product is. And I think we've done a good job with our product as well. Like people say, oh, I picked it up because I loved how it looked, but I'm never drinking another seltzer again. Like this tastes amazing. So I think to be successful, you have to have the whole package, both product and design. Yeah, it really does have to go together because if you pick something up and it's cute, but it tastes awful, like... You're never going to buy it again. Yeah. So for you, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in, you're a chief creative officer. I think sometimes the creative industry just gets sort of blurred and muddled in terms of what your day-to-day can look like and what a career path could look like getting to the position that you're in now. So can you tell us a little bit, you know, what advice do you have for other aspiring creatives who dream of having your job one day? I think you've got to be persistent. I never knew I would be like a co-founder of an alcohol brand though. I knew I wanted to like own a company at some point. I think within my career, I was working at agencies and the next step would have been to like start an agency or become the creative director of an agency. And I didn't really see myself doing that. Yeah. And I think getting a ton of advice from friends that have started their own companies has been really helpful. And yeah, it's, it's a challenge though. Every day is really hard. Like, and you learn things every day. So you just have to be open and ask a lot of questions and yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but it's like very rewarding to, to go into a store and and see your product there. 
Absolutely. And so obviously you're the creative side of the business and I assume your co-founder is the business side of the business. So how does that sort of work together? Like how does creative and business sort of flow? Do you guys always see eye to eye? Like how do you sort of like create that, that synergy? Because I know so many amazing creatives that some are extremely well-versed in business and then others are like, I'm here to make this look good and, and be obsessed with the brand and the creative. And, and how do you sort of work on that together? Yeah, I think it's actually great because if I had other co-founders that were super creative, I think we would step on each other's toes. So I think where co-founders have different skills, that's what where like the magic happens. And I think for the most part, we do see eye to eye and it's great to get other people's perspectives. But I have three other co-founders and yeah, I don't have a business background. So it's great to have other co-founders along for the ride that have that background. Amazing. And so obviously now you're calling the shots on the brand and you're the chief creative officer, but back in the beginning of your career, when you were starting out, did you ever, you know, run into issues with a, a big client where potentially they didn't like something that you designed or you got some constructive feedback or whatever it is? Like what advice do you have for constructive feedback for people who are starting out, maybe getting like a little down on themselves and, and doubting what they're doing. Yeah, it certainly has happened to me where a client wasn't happy with the work. And I think it's difficult in the creative field because design is so subjective and you could share a presentation and one person in the room could absolutely hate it. And the rest would love it. Like, it's just, I like it. I don't like it. Like you, it's, it's tricky. But I had a client once, I won't say who, but they they did like accessories and, and luggage and I art directed a photo shoot and I shared like the final photos and they hated them all. So <laughs> like we ended up like reshooting it. It was fine. I think at the time I was like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world, but like, it's not the end of the world. Like you can fix it. We, I think we just redid another shoot. I think my advice is to like, I don't, you, you end up getting like thick skin just because as a designer, you sort of are subjected to, criticism and you I, you get used to it but the first time is always pretty rough not everybody yeah. not everybody's gonna love what you do but yeah I think it's also about setting like clear expectations on what they're expecting to see at different like mild milestones and touch points in the project and always just ask a lot of questions like no questions are dumb so yeah, so true. And obviously part of what comes with being a creative is being creatively blocked, right? Like being uninspired, like not really feeling something in one way, shape or form. So what advice can you share for creatives who are currently feeling uninspired in what they're doing? Yeah, for me, it's like if I'm stressed out, I can't be creative. Like I need to just like close my computer if I can step away from it a bit and sleep on it. <laughs> or I find that if I'm feeling blocked, trying and doing something a bit different with your routine, like listen to a different type of music, walk a different direction. Obviously travel is amazing for inspiration, but not all doing that right now. So it's a little hard to do that, but yeah, I think it's about like trying to try different things, go to a museum, go on a walk, like just try to get away and not think about what trying to be creative is when I feel like I get the most creative inspiration. So true. Yeah. I think it's sort of like, even if you're not getting inspiration from that, but just taking a break from your screens, like, I feel like we're so inundated by your phone, your computer, and like seeing visual imagery, like over and over and over again, it can feel like overwhelming, I feel like to what you're trying to do. So I love that. Yeah. If you could go back to the beginning of your career with the knowledge you have now, and obviously the success and experience, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, I think when I was younger, 
it was always intimidating in these meetings with these very powerful looking people to like speak up and speak my mind and my thoughts. And I was always a bit quieter. So I would tell myself like to speak up, like, you know what you're talking about. Don't be so intimidated. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> Confidence for sure is, is absolutely key. So in looking at that, for a lot of people who listen to the Work Party podcast are entrepreneurs, small business owners launching their own brands, or maybe being part of a brand that you know they are hired on for. What is your number one piece of advice for creating a brand that lasts, that has that longevity, creates that visceral reaction? Like, What would you say is your number one piece of advice? My number one piece of advice would be consistency is key. Don't always get like look at trends and get sidetracked. I think like keep your, your customer in mind, your consumer in mind, make sure your product is differentiated and just like stick to what you're, what you're doing and keep that consistency and you'll begin to build um, recognition. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think consistency is key. People will know what they're coming back for time and time again. What would you say is the biggest misconception about what you do? I think, you know, when it comes to being a chief creative officer, that can mean so many different things. But can you walk us through what like a day in the life of your job is? Well, changes every day. But I think a big misconception with design is like, oh, you just like make things look good and pretty. But I think so much of it is strategic and designers are pretty thoughtful about every little choice that you make. Yeah. I mean, right now we're figuring out printed cans, like actually printing on the aluminum, which has been a challenge because our colors are so bright that like, once you start to print it on aluminum, this is getting in the weeds of like what I'm doing right now, but it's like, it's awesome. It's like, I've learned so much about printed cans and ink on cans. It's insane. Like I had no idea I'd be doing this, but I think so much of my career has been like, okay, it looks great on screen, but now figuring out the execution of everything and making sure the way that you envision it and how it comes to life is the same. So yeah. that's been a challenge figuring out printed cans and we're working on that now. And I think we're getting to a good place, but yeah. Yeah, all the little details. And obviously you're an alcohol brand, but you guys also have merch and your social and all those things. So are you hands-on with creating the sort of consistency across all those channels? Yeah, we do have merch our, on the beach club, also what we call our community. Yeah, so we, yeah, we're trying to think of on the beyond just a tequila seltzer. You know, we, you know, I'd love to think of like, playlists that we do that create that vibe and that mood, like our apparel line, like what else can we bring to life beyond just our product? And that's what I'm like trying to think of every day. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you said beyond, beyond <laughs> it. And I was like, was that intentional? Because... Oh God, there's so many on the puns. There's like, at yeah, what point, bring, <laughs> bring on the puns. I love it. Okay. What is next for you and Onda? Are there any exciting product launches you're currently working on? Obviously, you're working on the cans, but tell us a little bit more about what to expect. Yeah, we are always mixing and trying new flavors um, and listening to consumer feedback on what flavors they want to see next. So we have some new stuff coming out, hopefully soon. I can't give away like timing yet, but we're also working on some exciting stuff. I can't tell you anything though, which sucks, but <laughs> there's, there's exciting stuff in the works at Onda and you'll see it soon. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, we can't wait. Now, before I let you go, we're going to do some rapid fire sentence miniatures. Are okay. you ready? I'm okay. ready. I'm not productive unless my day starts with. 
making the bed and having tea and writing my to-do list for the day. Oh, it sounds very relaxing. <laughs> it's not that relaxing. Yeah, you're like, it's not. <laughs> three traits that got me to where I am today are? Passion, competitive, and creative. The best career advice I've ever received is? This is simple. I think just take risks. Take some risks with your career. What are three of your favorite and most memorable brands? Oh my God, Firedo is one of my favorite brands. Like, hands down, love it. I've been really into Poppy lately. I love Poppy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually doing dry January and I've been drinking Poppy like every day. And I really love, I'm looking at my dog and I buy her all wild ones. Um, that brand, I love that brand. So Amazing, yeah. yeah. So many good ones out there. The worst career, career advice I've ever received is? Fake it till you make it. <laughs> mm. And to be successful, you need to be? Focused and resilient. Agreed. Well, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and where they can buy Onda? Yeah, I am at Kelly Adams. And you can check out Onda at, at DrinkOnda and DrinkOnda.com. Amazing. Thanks, yeah. Kelly. Thank you so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Work Party.